Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. Well, this morning I want to conclude that which I began last week and it's communion service. We're going to come to the table of the Lord and it's a perfect time to bring the issue of my health and your health before the Lord coming to the table of the Lord. I began last Sunday. Let me quickly remind us of some of the things that we mentioned last week about our health. First of all, we said that man was made to live forever. That it was God's intention that this physical body would run and run and run and run and run. That God built it very well. I said to us last Sunday that this human body is the best machine that anybody has ever put together. It's meant to just run and run. I want us to understand that it is good. No, God has never made any weak person. God has never made, built any one of us and built us weak. You know, there are people that say, oh, this one, right from when he was young, he was always sickly. He was always this. He was always a very weak one. God never built any weak one. Every one of us, our physical bodies, this body that we have, God's original intention of how he was built was made strong. We understood how Adam fell and where sickness and death and all that came into the story. We said also last week that long life is a promise of Scripture. Long life is a promise of Scripture. But every one of us understands. We read a few Scriptures to try to say, okay, how much is long? We concluded at the fact that God said, with long life will I satisfy you. And I said, the best way to determine how much is long for everybody is that you come to a point in life where you are satisfied with life. And you say, I'm ready to go. Like Paul said, Paul in the New Testament said, he said, now I am ready to depart. He said, now I am ready to be offered. A few years before that point in Paul's life, he said, I don't even know, do I want to go? Do I not want to go? He was speaking in Philippians chapter 1. He said, okay, no, 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 I still have a purpose here, I'm going to stay. That doesn't sound as if, um, you know, we don't know, death can just come anytime, any day, and just take anybody away anytime. I'm sure you've heard that before. But when you hear a man like Paul says, saying, um, I don't know which one I want, to abide with you or to go, but I'm going to stay. And then a few years down the line, he said, I have finished my race. I have, I have accomplished that which I'm called for now. There is laid up for me a crown. I'm ready to go. That sounds to me like we're more in control of this process than we think. Are you still with me this morning? So long life is promised. God said, I will, with long life will I satisfy him. Then the third point we made last week is that while you are here living that long life, God does not expect it to be a long, painful life. His plan is that it is well with your body while you are here. While you are here, it is God's perfect will that you are well. Spoke about the fact that in scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, at the cross of Jesus, there is healing available for when it goes wrong, but there is good health, divine health, to ensure that it never goes wrong. 
Divine health is God's perfect will that it never goes wrong. But if and when it goes wrong with our physical bodies, divine healing is available for us. That's what we finished last week. I want us to do something this morning before I then bring us point number four and five. I want you to personally today, no matter how old you are, what stage of the journey you are, I want you to acknowledge this beautiful machine that God has given you. Because the real you is inside this frame that he has given you. You're going to acknowledge it. And you're going to receive every organ, every structure, the ones you can see, the ones we can't see, every fluid, the blood that is flowing in your veins, the, the bones, every organ in your body, you're going to receive them with thanksgiving. And then you're going to call them healed. You speak to them. That's what we're going to do before I even begin to preach this morning. So I want us to first of all begin to say, Father, I acknowledge that you have given me a good body. Everybody talk to God. I want us to, let's do that this morning. I acknowledge that which you have given me. I acknowledge it this morning. I thank you that this is a beautiful piece of equipment. The real me is my spirit. You've given me a soul to live in this world and then you've put us in this beautiful equipment called my physical body. And this morning, Lord, I acknowledge it. I see it and I do not ignore it. And so, Father, I begin to receive me. I receive my body. I receive from my brain, from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Let's do this very seriously this morning. I receive it with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for this body, for these, for these my organs. Begin to mention your organs. Begin to mention them. If there are particular ones that have given you trouble, talk about them. Say, Father, I receive it with thanksgiving. It's a gift of heaven. Beautiful and perfectly made. I receive it with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. I receive my kidneys this morning with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. I receive my liver this morning with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. Every organ in me. I receive my heart this morning. I receive my brain this morning. I receive my skin this morning. My bone structure. My joints. I receive them this morning. Hey, I receive my blood. The entirety of it. I receive my genotype. I receive every part of me. My sequence in every part of me I receive with thanksgiving this morning in the name of Jesus. And now begin to call them well. Call them well. As I receive them with thanksgiving, I call it well. I call it well. I call it well. Something is already happening as you are speaking this morning. I call it well in the name of Jesus. I call every part of me well. Everybody open your mouth. Make sure you are talking. Let me hear you. Let everyone hear you. I call it well. I call my organs well. Mention them by name this morning. I call, I call my brain well. I call my joints well. I call my skin well. I call my toes well. I call my fingers well. This morning in the name of Jesus. I call my knee well. I call the discs on my back. I call them well in the name of Jesus. I call them well in the name of Jesus. I call my chemical balance. I call it well. I call it whole. I call it healed. I call my kidneys healed whole. My liver healed whole. My stomach, my intestines my lungs. I call them well. I call them whole this morning. Speak to them. Speak to them. You've never seen them, but they've been walking for as long as you've been here. And they're going to keep walking for as long as you're going to be here. I call them well. I call them whole. I call them healed. I call my eyes, my nose, my tongue. I call them well 
my ears. I call them well in the name of Jesus. I call them well. Little tools are here. Little tools are here. Call them well in the name of Jesus. Every organ in my body, I speak to you today. I speak to you today. Begin to walk in the fullness of how you were made from heaven. Perfect and whole and complete in the name of Jesus. I call them well. I call them well. That's right. I call them well. Everyone hears us even today as we're grateful. As we're grateful and as we call these things completely healed, whole, and well in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, come on, put your hands together for, for the Lord right there. I, 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 I don't know about you, but I can sense right there that there are some of us who moved some things. There are things you know, there are things you don't know, but as you stand on grace and speak in faith, you move things, even in the realm of the spirit, and they become moved in the physical, in the name of Jesus. Let me quickly, before I bring us to the table of the Lord this morning, bring us number four and number five, about five truths that you must know about your health. Number four is this. The body is mostly physical, so natural factors apply. The body <coughs> is mostly physical, so natural factors apply. On the spiritual side, healing is available. That's what we've been talking about. But my, my and your non-spiritual actions, the things we do physically, have a big impact on the outcome of our physical bodies. That's something I want to spend some time to speak to us about this morning. And I'll speak to us in three areas of physical. So I'm saying that the body is, a, is, is, is physical. You are a spirit, you have a soul, but you live in this physical body. It's physical. Therefore, physical factors, physical factors, natural factors, they apply. And there are three things that I want to touch. I want to touch on our food. I want to touch a little bit. I won't spend any time on that, but just make sure that I mention it. Our movement, exercise, and I want to touch on our mental well-being a little bit this morning. Those three things are within the realm of the physical where what I do, what you do, actually really affects things and I can actually change things. It's really in our hands. This is really in our hands. Turn with me to Exodus 23. Let me begin with food. On that number four, I want to look at three things very quickly. Food, exercise, and mental health. Food is the first part of it that I will touch this morning. Exodus 23 and in verse 25. Exodus 23, verse 25, the Bible says, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he, the Lord your God, this is what he's going to do, he's going to bless your what? And your what? He's going to bless your bread, and he's going to bless your water. So that's basically saying he's going to bless your food. It's going to bless what you consume. And what you will see there is there is a semicolon, and right after it, it says, and haven't blessed your bread and your water. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. In verse 26, it begins to then make promises further, and nothing will cast their young. There will be no abortions. 
None shall be barren. Every part of the body will be productive and do what they're meant to do in your land and the number of your days that will fulfill long life that we've spoken about. But how we get there is this. God says, I, the Lord, am your healer and I will take sickness. I'll take sickness away from the midst of thee. But it seems to me, if you look at this scripture, God speaking to his people, it seems to be saying to them, there is something I need to do to make sure that sickness can't come back among you. And that which I need to do is something that opens you up and brings sickness among you and need to bless that area of your life. So he said, I will bless your bread, I will bless your water. And that begins to make us see our food, my friends, is the major doorway for the junk of this world into us. Our food is the major doorway for the junk of this world coming into us. Naturally speaking, if it were possible to come here and live here and don't eat any of the food here, you would almost be able to just keep on living. So God said to them, for me to take away sickness from the midst of you, I'm going to have to put an att- some attention also on your food and your water. And you'll find in the Old Testament, God gave them instructions. God was interested in what they were eating. And I said to you this morning that you, you cannot afford to just be careless about what you eat because it affects your destiny as well. That's one of the things that God used to help me um, somewhere around my, I, I'll say when I was about 30 or thereabout, I began to think about what I eat. Before that, I was just extremely careless as far as food, just ate anything. Maybe some of you have heard me, heard me say this before. I, I ate so much sugar in my undergraduate days, I cooked my rice with Sprite. I'm serious now, I'm not telling a joke here. If I want to cook rice as an undergraduate, I cooked it with Sprite. If I cooked anything, I put sugar in it. But that, 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 that was, and it was okay. But one of the things I'll show us this morning is this. Right about when I, when I turned 40, I could see that my metabolism was changing. Metabolism is the process by which your body burns energy, burns energy. And that differs from person to person. My experience has been there were things I could get away with. I could just eat anything and I would still be whatever. Right about where I got to 40, thereabout, it would be different from everybody. I just noticed that a lot more of what I consumed stayed back. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm talking about this morning? So I'm saying some of us are still very young. Now is the time to begin to pay attention to what is it that you're eating. Begin to pay attention right now because at the end of the day, it affects your destiny. There are, in the world today, many um, diet fads, and I'm not advocating any of them um, because for many of them, they are not sustainable. Um, For many of them, they come and go and all of that. But one thing I have found that has been a sound principle. And I have been on the lookout, actually, for what actually can be a sound food principle that I can work with. Because, like I said to you, from about 40, I noticed that I needed to pay a lot more attention 
If I just had, say, say as a family, we go on holidays and for a week, I'm just careless, just eat anything. Just eat anything. You know, if, if you go on holidays, don't ever go to all these places where all you can eat. It's a very dangerous thing. Extremely dangerous. It was two years ago. It was our 20th anniversary. And then we went on holidays and we stayed in a place for a week and you could eat 24 hours. And I'm not joking. There was food 24 hours. In the middle of the, you can wake up at two in the morning and go to the kitchen and go and eat. Your bedroom was filled with things. They were replenishing. Is it empty? Is it? And I, I, we went for six days, seven days. I came back. I put on 10 kilograms. I'm not joking. I weighed myself when I stepped out of the house. I weighed myself when I came back in 10 kilograms. Just me. I did not grow taller. <laughs> so, of course, I'm on the lookout. What, what is it that is sustainable? How do we deal with it? Last year, when we had our convention um, in September of last year, I was having these same conversations with our senior pastor, and then he said something, and then he since then he stuck with me. That's what I'm going to do. He said this, he's, of course, um, having the same conversations, we're talking about these same things, and he said one thing that he has found that stays and is sustainable is eat food that is made by God. And I'm saying, okay, what is that? Because um, 20 years ago, they told us that if you eat red meat, um, it will affect cholesterol, you'll have heart attack. In the last three, four years, the medical profession began to tell us, actually, it's not exactly like that. Um, there is actually no clear direction, limit, um, link between cholesterol and heart attack. Do you know that's what they say now? And that's not been what is said for the last 50 years. So at the end of the day, you will find that all these things, everybody's trying to learn, what really works is to be safe. If what I eat is food like God made it, I'll be fine. What do I mean by food like God made it? Most of what we eat has been taken from somewhere and to different degrees, man has tampered with it. And so, uh, the, the more processed it is, the more unknown it is. I'm not saying it's dangerous. I'm not saying it's going to kill you. I'm not saying don't eat this, don't eat that. I've come to a conclusion now. It, the, how safe it is, is how natural it is. In its natural state. So, and when I took this up, I found that it is almost impossible today to only eat things in their natural state. Because you'll find, say, take bread, for example. Bread, even the base, most basic thing, bread, that flour, that's wheat, that's man has taken as processed. So the best thing I could do is find wheat as it is like that and cook it and eat it. But it will not be easy to be chewing wheat. <laughs> so what we do then is we make sure that as much as is in our hands, and I'll read you a scripture that will help you to support this this morning, and this has become for me, um, a, 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 I can do all kinds of things, but that's the same thing that remains, is as much as is in the power of your hands, always ask, how far down from where God made it has this thing come by the time I'm eating it? The closer it is. So if I could go into my farm and bring out vegetables from my farm and cook it, not having spread it with everything, anything, just planted it, and nature, just nature, just soil, nature just makes it grow, and it grow, and I take it, and I cook it, that's perfect in its perfect state. I, I, am I still in church this morning? I'm trying to give us, this is wisdom, my friends, and it will help us to stay here longer and healthier. You know what happened with um, Daniel? Remember Daniel? 
Daniel went to the king and the king took some of them and they said, you're going to give them the king's dainties. You give them the king's meat. And the Bible says, mostly for spiritual reasons, the, the king's meat was offered to idols and all that. But Daniel and his friends said, no, we don't want to partake of the king's table. Then they said to the keeper of the, of the young men, they said, give us 10 days. And in those 10 days, just give us Paul's. You know, that's what the Bible says in the King James Bible. Pauls. Do you know what that word Pauls means? Have you looked at it? Basically, it means vegetables that grew. It means seed that was sown and grows. Vegetables. That's all they ate. The Bible says at the end of 10 days that those young men, they looked fresher and healthier than all the people that had been eating the king's best things on the king's table. I mean, the king was the most rich, richest man in the world and he could provide everything. But these people just ate as it was grown and they ate it and that was it. Let me read to us this morning from 1 Timothy. Everybody, turn your Bibles with me. Talking about our food. I'm asking us, please, no matter how far down you are, you're young, you're old, whatever you are, anywhere you are right now, begin to pay serious attention to your food. Begin to pay serious attention to what you eat. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Um, I'm actually going to verse 4, but let's just take it from verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Is everybody there with me this morning? All right, few people. That's okay. It says from verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared with odd iron. This is going to be happening around the place. Then verse 3, look at the other thing that is going to be happening. It says some people will come and they will start bringing some kind of rules. They will begin to forbid people to marry. Before the Catholic Church was made, this was in the Bible, that some people will come and they will forbid people to marry, commanding to abstain from meats. You know, people that they command, say, you must not eat this, don't eat that, don't eat meat, don't eat that. Uh, this is good, this is bad, that is good, that is bad. He said they will be commanding to be abstaining from meat. It says this meat, which God has created, listen to this, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving. Of them which believe and know the truth. Verse 4, the Bible says, For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. That's my diet right there. First Timothy 4, verse 4. I'm not asking you to take it, but I, I counsel you. Every creature of God, the Bible says, is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. If God made it, made it um, in animals, made it, people say we should not eat animals. If there's any vegetarian in church this morning, I beg you for forgiveness. But the Bible says that it is one of the signs of the last times when they tell us to abstain from meat. It says God created it. Imagine this world. Go to India. You will see cow, cow everywhere on the street. Cows are more than human beings because they don't eat them. Leave that one alone before I get in trouble here. Let me touch on something very sensitive before I move on to exercise very quickly. I'm speaking to us this morning about those, those physical factors. I want to touch about on fatness, to be fat. Don't make a mistake when you read your Bible and you see things like um, the Lord will make you fat and flourishing. Those are statements made in that you understand that God will expand you. 
In our world today, it is not okay to tell somebody that you are fat. But I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you as your pastor this morning. I'm not talking to you on social media. I'm not talking to you in the sense of right or wrong, politically correct or not in the Bible. There are various body shapes. And all of us are not the same. However, fat is fat. If I love you, I'll tell you, if I know you, look, if I, if I really love you and I really know you and you are becoming fat, I'll tell you. My sister, my brother, you are... I, I, <laughs> I won't try to use a, uh, you are looking around. All, all that is what you do with people when you are careful, you don't want to hurt them and all of that. But can we talk to each other? Even though there are different body shapes, and all of them are not the same, there are people that, I know some people in this world, they can eat the whole world and they will remain thin like this. It's body shapes and metabolism and all of that. However, fat knows it is fat. Um, many things are genetic. How we look and all that. Many things are genetic, but you know if you eat too much. You know that yourself. And so what I'm trying to do this morning is don't hide behind political correctness. Having said that, I will say to us that if you, if you are overweight, it can become so much of pressure, particularly when somebody like me stands behind a pulpit like this and I start talking about it. It can become so much pressure and I say to you, don't let your weight and the, the attempts you're trying to make to control your weight, don't let that control your life. I'm, I'm trying to walk this properly this morning as much as I possibly can. But we cannot also just say it's okay. I'll ask you a question here before you get too angry with me. How many people here have met a 100-year-old man or woman before? Or you've seen their pictures of 100-year-old people? You've seen how many of those pictures did you see they were fat people? Answer me now. You know what I mean by that. So let, let's not play around and all that. If you do have an overweight issue, my friends, deal with it. There could be genetic things. There could be all kinds of things. But if there is any part that has to do with you, your kind of food, your quantity of food, your timing of food, your lack of control of food, um, fasting time, never. And then you say, hey, 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 don't, 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 don't call me fat. As long as I'm your pastor, I can call you fat. Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to pastormo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.